Welcome back to Opa Podcast, episode 48. Uh, today's just going to be me, everyone. This is Jay Snow, one of your hosts of Opa Podcast. Uh, we're recording today as a Friday uh, before Labor Day weekend as I fly out tomorrow, Saturday, for a trip to Florida. Um, so with that in mind, I'm the only producer that can help produce this, and I will would not be available to help produce at all. So we're going to record this now and mention any notes from the team. Uh, so today we'll be recapping the victory over New Mexico State and then preview game two against Western Illinois at Huntington Bank Stadium at home. So to get started here, the Gophers defeated Jerry Kill's New, Me- New Mexico State uh, 38-0, to uh, scoring seven po- a touchdown in the first quarter, uh, another touchdown, uh, no, two touchdowns and a field goal in the second, two touchdowns in the third, and then zero in the uh, fourth quarter. Uh, in the end, thirty-eight to zero. Um, Tanner Morgan was eighteen, uh, was thirteen to nineteen for one hundred seventy-four yards, nine point two yards average. Uh, Cole Kramer got some in-game action too, was three for three for fourteen yards. Um, and Ethan Kelly McNannis uh, was zero and one. Then our opponents' quarterbacks, uh, Gravin Frakes, came in after the th- second series, uh, was two of seven on passing. Uh, with one interception, and then Diego Pavia uh, started the first two series only was two for five with ten yards. Uh, as we're rushing, uh, Mohamed Ibrahim led the way. Uh, Mo is back in true form. Twenty-one carries, one hundred thirty-two yards, six point three yards average. Um, Trey Potts uh, was second best at seventeen carries at eighty-nine yards, and behind them is Bryce Williams, uh, Tanner Morgan, along with Jordan Newbin, Max Grand, and Cole Kramer. Um, so overall, in terms of both rushing and passing, uh, 188 yards passing and 297 yards um, of rushing. So roughly about 400 and uh, I think about 400, over 400, almost 500 yards of total offense that night. Um, but I will note uh, we had 23 pass attempts versus uh, 57 rush attempts. So a very high number leaning towards rushing all night. Um, in terms of receiving, Mike Brown, Stevens, Chris Aubin, Bell, Brevin Spanforth, uh, Nick Calrup, uh, Trey Potts, Gears, Williams, uh, Mo, Dalen Wright, and uh, Lemarkey Brockington all could, were part of the uh, passing game. Particularly, Mike Brown, Stevens at three receptions for 52 yards, uh, Crab at three receptions for 38 yards, and then Brevin next up at two receptions for 29 yards. Uh, no turnovers on the Gopher side, which is awesome. And then on the defense, um, a lot of guys got some in-game action. It was pretty awesome to see, uh, you know, names that we're familiar with, like Mariano Sori Marin, Braylon Oliver, um, Jordan Howden, Tyler Newbin, Ja Joyner making uh, awesome plays. Uh, but then also um, T- uh, Terrell Smith, T-Time, getting the interception in the fourth quarter. Uh, but also some new names uh, we haven't seen you know, uh, at all uh, as, a, as starters. Um, uh, Danny Strigo was pretty awesome that night. Uh, Jana Logan Redding, uh, Josh, uh, Josh On or Josh Oon uh, did a great job as well. They had a very great night for the defense as well, uh, suffocating uh, New Mexico's offense to roughly about um, 91 yards of total offense. So great job on a Joe Rossi defense. Um, as for kick returns, we only had one kick return back for 22 yards. The rest were touchbacks. 
Matthew Trickett was one for one in field goals, five for five on extra points. So perfect on that. Uh, for, so that's for Wyatt. And then we only had one punt from Mark Crawford. That was um, only 31 yard punt, but landed inside the 10 yard line. So that's pretty awesome. Awesome night for the Gophers home opener. Um, so I'm going to get into some of the notes from uh, Wyatt and Griffin, who provided, provided some notes uh, post game. So we'll start off at Wyatt. Uh, first piece from Wyatt. It is inspiring to see Mo run as fearlessly as he did last night. No greater relief than seeing him healthy and running through people again. Two, both the offensive line and the front seven look extremely sharp, especially for a week one game. I normally expect us to see pain, uh, see his plays painfully close, but this team looked dominant in the trenches last night. So hopefully we can build on that as we close in on Big Ten play. Three, I didn't know. Uh, I know we didn't get to see much of Tanner, but I liked what I saw and chances he had. His awareness seems heightened. He showed ability to extend plays with his legs that I hadn't, anticip- hadn't anticipated seeing. Obviously going to be cautious in my assessment, but I'm very optimistic. Four, the wide receivers, on the other hand, did not impress me. I expect better than dink and dunk passing to the running backs and tight ends, and I was disappointed. Five, I missed PJ's eyes. Uh, six, with no line set on the Western Illinois game, I'm not exactly sure what direction to go with my prediction, but I think if we play it, at this same level, it is far from unreasonable that we could be something like 57 or 55 or 45 and 7 showing with a gopher victory. So that's why it's notes. Some pretty awesome stuff there. Then going on to Griffin. Griffin says, okay, sorry for the mess of words, but I'm going to throw some words down on the chat, whatever works in my mind. Uh, Kirk Shiraka is back, or Kirk is back. Love the first play is a 15 yard slant to Crab. Well, the feeling to have an offense again. Wise assessment of the wide receivers and running backs is good too. Some catchable drops, so we expect some drills this week. Uh, Tanner looked more comfortable with pocket presence and awareness. Less rushing when the pocket doesn't look perfect. He was also able to convert key plays with his legs. We'll, would have liked to see him try and stretch the field more with some longer throws. Brevin, anyone catch his motion plays on the goal line? He taps Tanner's butt to make him aware that he's there, and off the snap, he's right back to push him uh, into the end zone. Love this rope, but he can catch, as we saw, for some more games like that, and I will take. Offensive line, or O-line, looked better than I feel they played. With a couple of negative rushes, it seems they have uh, having gap, having some gap issues off the snap. These men should be clobbering their D-line, and a couple of times they weren't so overpowering. Nonetheless, they did look great for week one, as Wyatt said. Um, one of their biggest offensive th- uh, threat f- uh, from New- Western Illinois. Uh, I'll cover that in a bit here. Um, but uh, no, my bad. This was last piece from uh, Griffin of uh, this last game. One of their biggest offensive threat from New Mexico State uh, is senior Nazium Brantley uh, a wide re- at wide receiver. Can put up some good numbers against uh that defense and obviously very with very uh with the with the talent of these wide receivers um the joe rossi defense has feasted um but yeah that's pretty much it from wyatt and griffin and i am going to add some of my notes uh i thought the gophers played great we dominated from start to finish but on both offense defense and special teams i was surprised for a, a an opening game to be executing at a very high level as Wyatt said I do agree that I thought I was going to see some like maybe obviously for, for sure there was a lot of drop passes very catchable passes 
um, for example, looking at the stat sheet, I feel like Tanner could have gone 16 to 17. Um, uh, or 17 to 17 on passing. He could have been perfect and add over 200 yards. Uh, Dale, uh, I think it was Crab, uh, Dalen, and um, all the other receivers, and Mike Brown Stevens had some very catchable passes that they just dropped right there, uh, which is very disappointing. Um, obviously, uh, I think the uh, touchdown that uh, that we had to score the field goal on instead, um, and, and all uh, many of our eyes, his toe was in. But apparently, with the rule that if he's toe tapping and his heels going out of balance, it's technically incomplete. Um, whatever the hell that means. But uh, there was a, there was a there was a lot of catchable passes made uh, that day. Not just from Tanner, but from um, Cole Kramer and Ethan, that like our receivers was dropping when they shouldn't be, and we all know PJ loves his receivers. Um, o line, O line, and the D and the defensive uh, defense front seven linebackers and D line looked amazing. I was again very surprised. Um, like it looks like the O line didn't really take a step back. If that makes sense, like the way how I saw it, they were just mauling um, New Mexico State. Uh, we did have a, a period of time in the game where it looks like they're just getting tired. They're not committing to their assignments, getting some offensive holdings as well. But great start to a, a new look offensive line with only one returning starter. So I'm excited what the O-line is looking. And on the defensive side, Mariano doing Mariano things, being the leader of that defense, getting the communications out to the team. And the D-line just feasting. Um, I think they will have to get better, though. Uh, especially uh, we didn't get many sacks in there, obviously. Um, and I say defense did great uh, overall. I just did not like the uh, some of the uh, penalties that was committed in the second half. But the se- uh, first team looked great. And I also want to mention the second team looked great as well. Again, again against New Mexico State and there's uh, and there's still first team offense and defense on the field. Uh, second team Gophers looked great as well. Um, so... I think that's pretty much it. The game was amazing. Great opener, a great victory. Game one in the books. They're 1-0 in uh, the season so far. Um, and I do want to preface uh, Wyatt on I miss PJ's eyes. If you're a fan and you're not aware and you're watching the game, uh, PJ uh, the, this past year um, did get uh, eye or facial reconstruction surgery. Um, he, uh, he suffered an injury back in 2019 with a bungee cord. Uh, at his lake house, um, which impact which hit his face, uh, so he got it repaired. And uh, if you see his eyes look weird, uh, it's because of that. Uh, you can check out the Star Tribune article uh, that uh, um, that I think Chip Scoggins wrote. So please check that out and take a quick read. Um, it's very actually insightful. Um, but uh, but I'm, I'm glad PJ is doing great. Uh, but yeah, his, uh, <laughs> according to why his eyes look weird. Um, and also uh, PJ Fleck as well. Uh, at the end of the game, uh, pre uh, game and post game, looks like uh, everything took the high road, and PJ did end up shaking hands with Jerry Kill. And if you look at his press conference, with at least from PJ's perspective, you know PJ still has the utmost respect for respect for him and taking the high high road in the end. Uh, I still have not had the chance to watch uh, Jerry Kill's. Post game uh, post game press conference, so we'll take a quick look. Um, but I thought in the end, um, at least on the side of Minnesota and for PJ taking the high road, and um, I, for some reason I thought uh, I was expecting. I know uh, Score North thought like 
uh, Jerry would have committed through it and just blow off PJ pregame and postgame. But uh, it looks like it still happened. And I'm, I'm very happy that um, at least in the end, we took the high road. Um, it really no place for this kind of beef. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Overall, great game. Both team, all, all three phases uh, for the Gophers went very, very well. So moving on to game two for the 2022 Gopher football season. Um, so the Gophers will be facing the uh, Western Illinois Leathernecks. Uh, they use a Bulldog uh, mascot logo. Um, they lost their opener yesterday, uh, lost 25 to 42 against um, UTM. I believe the uh, University of Tennessee Martin, I think. I don't know. The, the Skyhawks, a uh, small team that I never heard of. Um, the game is going to be on Big Ten Network uh, on Saturday the 10th uh, at, for 11 a.m. Central kickoff at Huntington Bank Stadium. Um, they're actually is this promotion right now uh, that was shared on Twitter and Facebook by the Gopher sports team that they are selling tickets around 10 to $15. So if you want to go to the game, go check it out and buy those cheap tickets. It's pretty awesome. Um, but looking ahead, uh, Griffin's notes on our opponent uh, as, uh, as we took a pause on that. Um, he doesn't know much about their QBs, but they have more rushing bar yards than their running backs. Um, so he's thinking that with the way how our offense, our defense is operating, they'll be leading more on the pass game, and we will cover it easy. Um, so Griffin's going to give a victory of 37-3, to and Wyatt says 45-7 to uh, for uh, their predictions to win against um, Western Illinois. Uh, as for just looking ahead here, at least from what I'm – seeing and reviewing um the fpi for sespn is giving the gophers a 99.1 percent victory odds uh, against uh, western illinois 0.9 percent um their quarterback in terms of passing was 9 of 19 for 180 yards three touchdowns and one interception um their quarterback was also the same in rushing eight carries for 62 yards uh, and then their lead receiver uh, with six receptions for 171 yards and three touchdowns as well. Um, but, uh, but other than that, um, there's so far no odds yet for the season, obviously. But overall, uh, things are shaping out uh, for a Golden Gopher victory over Western Illinois. Looking at it, um, a, a weak FCS opponent, uh, which I think the Gophers uh, should still run over. I think... Uh, uh, I'm going to expect the same thing this game that like we did last game. I just want to see the uh, offense and defense line win the trenches. Uh, we run the ball like hell because we want to eat the clock, go home uh, earlier. Uh, but also, I do want to see Tanner and then also our second and third team uh, quarterbacks get the chance to throw it more. I feel like we could have longer throwing plays. Um I've noticed there's a lot. I, I think the longest we've had was 16, 15 yards. And if you were watching the uh, Big Ten Network broadcast, uh, Jerry DiNardo, uh pretty much bitched about it for about three to four minutes on the halftime report. Um, and I kind of sort of agree with him. Like, I wish I saw there was more on passing. Like, I get it. We want to rush and dominate. Uh, but I, it will be great to see some passing. This uh, I know PJ loves to keep things vanilla, but I think we can do more just so we can get things more comfortable and like try things that work or don't work and get get out of the way now. Uh, but I'm excited, looking forward to the game. Um, 
I'm going to predict a 35-0 to zero victory. I think we're going to keep the game scoreless, uh, uh, goose egg, uh, at, at the end of that score for the other team. So I'd say the Gophers win 35-0. to zero. Um, And obviously Wyatt, oh no, not Wyatt, uh, Leron said uh, preseason that this is going to be a victory, but he didn't get me his uh, predictions in time. But other than that, this is going to be uh, it for the preview for Game 2 against the Western Illinois Leathernecks. Uh, the entire team expecting a victory out of this. And then we'll see you guys next time on our return to recap uh, Game 2 and preview Game 3. But other than that, see you guys next time and have a great Labor Day weekend.